Hello, and thank you for downloading Leadership is Listening. I'm your host, Jeremy Meeks, and this is episode six. I'm excited to share this episode with you. I met Matt Paul a number of years ago, probably 10 years ago. He was a neighbor that I got to know, and we hit it off for a number of reasons. Number one, he's a man of faith. He loves God. He shares that story with everyone he comes in contact with. And because he does it with such integrity and humility, uh, it's, it's just a, he's just a very genuine person. He graduated from Texas Tech uh, in Lubbock, Texas. He's been with State Farm for eight years. He's got an incredible business background, starting off in banking and pharmaceutical sales. But what's really interesting about his time with State Farm, he started off as an agent and was very successful and the company moved him into a true sales leadership role and so he leads uh, about 28 agents in the Texas area and his main goals are to grow their market share through coaching and motivation and helping these agents grow their business and reach their goals he provides very targeted help to the agent and to the rep and he can only do that by providing true leadership capabilities and skills. I feel confident you'll walk away from this interview inspired and wanting to know Matt better. And he does give his email at the end. And so I would take out a pen and paper and definitely write that down. And feel free to contact Matt or myself if you have any questions about this episode. Uh, But, you know, his story is so genuine because he leads with Christ-like passion and tries to mimic the leaders of, of those that he's learned from and that he thinks most of. And we can all take away great leadership traits from Matt and be better ourselves and grow. So I hope you enjoy. Tell me who's your favorite leader and why. You know, I'd probably say David um, from the uh, Old Testament. Just watching David, um, David was a was a man that lived uh, passionately um, for Christ. Um, made mistakes along the way. Um, quickly realized his mistakes and quickly was on his knees asking for forgiveness, pleading with God. Um, but ultimately knew that in order to serve God, he had to be a servant. Um, and he had, he couldn't just serve God. He had to he had to take the role of, of serving others first and foremost. Uh, and I think any great leader. Um, would, would love to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. And so that's kind of where I rest daily is that, you know, I want to hear those words from, from the Lord daily. You know, I know that if I can take a mindset where I'm going to serve him first and foremost from there, I know I'm serving his kingdom and I'm going to serve his people. And I know that, that whatever leadership role I might be placed in, I know that I'm, I'm executing it uh, at, the, at the very best that I could. So. Do you think you connect with David because he is one of the most human characters in the Bible? Absolutely. Yeah, Me too. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, he's just this mighty warrior, right? I mean, he, he was a guy that, um, that never, never turned back from anything. You know, always just attacked things head on. Uh, and sometimes he did it, you know, recklessly uh, to a point where, you know, he'd fall flat on his face. Um, but he never shied away from a challenge, and he always knew in order to any battle he went into, 
anytime he was leading people, he knew he couldn't do it alone. He knew he needed he knew he needed God's sovereign power with him. He knew he needed God's protecting hand upon him, and he knew he needed people behind him. And I mean, if we look at our ourselves today, I mean, that's no different. Whether I'm talking about my marriage, whether I'm talking about being a father to my children, whether I'm talking about leading others through State Farm or, or through my church, you know, whatever it may be, you know, there's constant battles that we're facing. And any time that we can attack those battles and know that we've got God's sovereign power with us, we know He's got His protected hand upon us, you know, we can run headfirst into it and know that regardless of the outcome, you know, we fulfilled our purpose at some level. So... Tell us who in your life had the most impact on you. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you three individuals. Uh, first one being my mom. Uh, my parents divorced when I was really young. I was about two and a half, uh, and it was my mom and I for for a number of years until she remarried. Um, but my mom taught me what it meant to be a Christian early on in my life. I can't tell you the day I was saved. I can't tell you the day that I had that moment. Uh, all I can tell you is for my entire life, I've known who the Lord Jesus was. I've known that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And, and she's taught me what it meant, not just to be a Christian, um, but, but what it means to walk with the Lord and to talk with the Lord and, and to, um, just to love others. I mean, she really set the example of who I should be on a daily basis, and, and uh, I'll be forever indebted to that. Uh, number two, uh, I will tell you, is my wife. Um, Melanie has been just, you know, um, she just had her 40th birthday and, and I wrote her a letter and I was just telling her all the things that she meant to me. But number one, you know, that she does probably better than anything else is just she keeps me grounded. I can be really high and I can get really low, but she's always got a calming word. Um, and her leadership is, is, is more of a silent leadership. Um, she's not going to be out in the forefront but she always knows the right word to say at the right time, and she just keeps me grounded, and she always makes sure that I'm on my feet and that I'm moving forward. And she's taught me more about my own leadership. I even said that in her letter, that she's taught me more about being a leader than she'll ever she'll ever know. Um, because, you know, I want to be more like her. I want, I want to be more grounded. And I think, I think real leadership, I mean, when I think of true leaders in our society today, you think of men and women that are grounded, and they're able to to uh, take on obstacles and challenges and they don't get too too ruffled by it and you just see their personality and it's a pretty calming personality and that's something I really envy and and strive to be more like and Melanie's taught me more how to do that and then uh, finally I've, uh, there's a uh, there's a man that um, the Lord put in my life about 10 or 12 years ago um, named Bob Eagle that has uh, become a mentor for me uh, a mentor spiritually a mentor professionally a mentor personally uh, through all three aspects of my life. Um, I had an opportunity to begin walking with him when, when I got involved in, in some men's leadership, men's ministry at church. And uh, for whatever reason, God placed it on his hand that, uh, that I was going to be a, a young man that he was going to walk with in life. And, and uh, I get the opportunity to, to still walk with Bob on a weekly and a monthly basis. And, and uh, Bob's just taught me a lot about leadership, about how to run a business, uh, about how to lead others, um, um, about how to how to lead others spiritually. Um, he's taught me so much about what it means um, just in my walk in Christ, and so he has been um, a, a real, um, you know, just a I'm trying to think, just a real mantle for me 
somebody that I look up to and that I you know try to model my life after. What three words describe great leaders and why? Number one, I'd say a servant. I don't think anybody can lead unless you're willing to follow somebody else first. And if you're not willing to to take on the battle and do it yourself, then you're never going to have anybody that's going to follow you. And so I think, again, as we spoke earlier, I think if you're not willing to be a servant and serve others, um, serve the Lord, that uh, you, you can't lead anybody. Nobody's going to follow you, um, at least not consistently. Uh, number two, the, the word that comes to mind is just confidence. I think all leaders have to have a, a level of confidence that they walk in. Um, right or wrong, um, sometimes people might call it arrogance, um, but I like to think more of it's just confidence. When you lead others, you gotta, you got to be confident in the decisions that you make. Um, you got to be confident in the direction that you take. Uh, and when you make that decision, um, you, you've, you've got to move forward. Uh, and along those lines, I think that that, that leaders that are confident have to create a they have to create a vision, and so I would say visionary. You know, a, a leader's got to be a visionary. A, a leader's got to be able to to really set the tone and create a vision. And without that vision, that you can really speak to others and 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 reveal to others, um, it's hard to get other people to follow you uh, as you go forth. And I find that just in my role today, constantly that here I am working with 28 individuals that are sole independent contractors and don't have to report to me for anything. But if I can create a vision for them and I can share with them that vision and share with them the benefits that they're gonna receive by, by following me and executing this vision that I have, you know, if I can show them the value of that, then I'm gonna get buy-in. Uh, and that's, that's, the, uh, that's enabled me to have success over the past few years, so. Very good. Take us back to a time when you were asked to lead and tell us how you felt. Uh, I get excited. I really get excited anytime I'm asked to lead, it, it, regardless of what it was. Uh, I'm, I've had the opportunity over the past six or seven weeks to coach a little league baseball team. Uh, and so I've been leading a group of 11, of 11 boys, and that's been exciting. Uh, I've had the opportunity to, to lead life groups uh, at church for a number of years. Uh, I had the opportunity to lead agents um, for the past few years. Uh, I've had the opportunity to, to do some different nonprofit um, work and, and lead others. And, and every time I get the opportunity where somebody says, hey, Matt, we'd like to ask you to come on board and we'd ask you to, to lead this. Um, you know, first and foremost, I think there's probably a little bit of doubt that sinks in. I think the enemy just tries to create doubt and place that in, uh, in your heart and in your mind. Um, but overwhelmingly, you know, I get really excited and, and uh, get ready to go. Tell us about a time when you failed as a leader. You know, um, one of the biggest challenges I have now as a leader with State Farm is hiring new agents. And when we hire a new agent, we go out and we recruit and we try to find an, uh, an individual that's got an entrepreneurial mindset, um, that's been wise with their, their finances and has got some money saved up or has got the, the availability of some credit or, or some type of financial resources to invest into a business. And when we, we go through the interview process, you know, hopefully we've got two or three or four individuals that we're recruiting and then we're going to select one of them. And by doing so, we feel like that we've done our due diligence and we've selected the individual that really meets the criteria, really fits the role uh, of being an independent contractor, being a sole proprietor, be, being this business owner. Uh, 
um, but we only give them a one-year contract. So on day one, they know they've got exactly 12 months to prove to State Farm and to themselves that, uh, that they have what it takes. And then at the end of that 12-month period, we make a decision. Do we offer them their permanent contract or do we decide to cut ties and, and, and just part ways and go in another direction and look for another agent? And so uh, a couple of years ago, I had an opportunity to hire a young man um, for an agency and uh, he wanted to move back home. It was a small, smaller rural community. Uh, there was a one agent town, so there's just one agent in this community. Um, the agent that had been there had been there for almost 35 years. And so here was an opportunity to replace this, this, this individual with somebody that was from the community that wanted to be there. Um, this individual had business ownership experience. He had insurance experience. Uh, he had the financial resources. He had the entrepreneurial mind. Um, we really just felt like it was going to be a really, really good fit. And along the way, we had a couple of red flags that, that, that came up pretty quickly. But uh, as I discussed with a few business partners of mine and, and uh, my manager, we really felt like those were, were, were really small in the overall scheme of things, and we needed to press on and move forward. And for the first six months, it was okay, but it wasn't great. And at the six-month mark, we realized that that we were in a bad position and we'd made the wrong decision. Um, the agent had realized he had made the wrong decision. Um, and so the next six months became, how do we get out of it? You know, the agent was wanting to walk away. We were wanting to walk away from the agent. Um, we were wanting to help the agent because they had invested quite a bit of, of uh, resources, not just time, but also financially. And so um, by, you know, I don't know, it was probably month 10 when we finally, the agent finally decided that uh, he was ready to walk away and, and we agreed. But I had an opportunity to speak with that young man uh, this past week and um, just talking to him. Uh, he's landed on his feet. Um, he's, he's back uh, in, a, in an opportunity where he's, he's succeeding and he's providing for his family and just listening to his voice. You know, you knew that he'd made the right decision. Um, but as I reflect on that, um, that's a pretty, that was a pretty tough thing to swallow or a pill to swallow because I had, I had taken a young man, I had taken a young man um, and given him an opportunity, given him the keys to a multi-million dollar business as far as revenue goes. But I'd also asked him to invest um, pretty heavily into this business. And so he walked away with probably, I don't know, 75000 to $100,000 of debt. And to know that I was responsible for that, ultimately I'm the one that pulled the trigger and said yes when I knew that there were red flags early on. Um, and, uh, you know, that's a pretty hard thing to swallow. As, as a leader, you, you, you want to lead others and you want them to succeed. Any great leader, I think, in my mind, the greatest success we can ever have is if one of our pupils gets all the accolades and gets all the rewards and gets all the, the, all the glamour and we just get to stand in the back of the room and just clap our hands um, but at this time I was in the back of the room and this young man was in the back of the room with me and so I had put a lot of heartache in, uh, in his life and his family's life and they had to make some tough decisions and they still are they're still battling through you know climbing out of some debt because of that so good good experience and, and uh, a good example mm -hmm. what's your biggest weakness what we talked about earlier you know, a, a quality, a strong leader uh, is, is level-minded level and doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. 
Uh, and I get to experience a lot of highs, but also get to experience a lot of lows. Uh, and so my, my greatest weakness is just trying to, to, to stay level and continue to push forward. What's your greatest strength? I think my greatest strength as a leader is probably um, my ability to, to, to see in others what they can do before they can see it in themselves. Um, I, think I'm, I think I've got a great uh, vision. I think I, I do a really good job of creating this vision and, and, and seeing it uh, for others before they actually see it for, for themselves. Uh, and I think a part of that is, uh, you know, I just use the word, I'm an encourager. You know, I, I'm, I'm a motivator. Um, I, I'm, the, I'm the leader that's going to st- stand beside you and walk with you, but I'm never going to let you stumble. I'm never going to let you fall back. You know, I'm, I'm real quick to pick you up. I'm real quick to encourage you and to build you back up. Um, I don't believe that any great leader can tear people down um, constantly. Uh, I understand that sometimes we have to take a couple steps backwards so we can go forward. Um, but I truly believe that, that in leadership, in order to be successful, you've got to, you've got to motivate others and spur others on to achieve greatness. Because if they achieve more than they ever expected, then as a leader, you're going to achieve whatever you're set out to, to accomplish. You've experienced both managers and leaders. You've been a manager, and right now, I feel like you're more of a leader. Mm-hmm. But how would you separate the two? What's the difference between a manager and a leader? A manager has, uh, has authority over you, essentially. Not to say that a leader doesn't have some type of authority, over you, but a manager's been given, at least in the business world, uh, uh, an enterprise or some type of business is giving somebody the authority to hire and fire people. And so based upon your performance, based upon sometimes your attitude, um, you, you are reporting to a manager on a daily basis. I look at leadership, and leadership is more voluntary. So people voluntary voluntarily decide who they're going to follow and who they're not going to follow. And in my role today, that's essentially what it is. Nobody has to follow me. Uh, I've got some agents that choose not to, to participate in the activities that I present or the meetings that I have. Um, choose not to participate in letting me come in and consult uh, and help them build and grow their business. So I think the, the biggest difference is when we look at leaders, People who, who want to follow leaders are doing that because they, they want to. They volunteer to. Managers, uh, you're required to. What's the most difficult part about being a leader? I think you take on the burden of the people that you're leading. You know, essentially, you know, you're, you're responsible for, for people's lives. Um, and then again, it depends on what capacity that could be. It could depend on if that's in the business world, if that's in a... Um, more of a personal side of, of leadership. It just kind of depends, but but irregardless, at some level, you know, you're taking on that burden of the people that you're you're leading. How do you lead through change? It's one of the most difficult things any any leader will ever face is change, uh, and it's also probably one of the greatest uh, opportunities that any leader gets to experience is when you get to experience change. Um, there's an old saying that nobody likes change except for a wet baby. <laughs> um, but we all are in a society today where change is constant. And if we don't embark on, on change, and, and uh, then we're not moving forward, essentially. So 
I think the hardest part of change is just accepting that what we did last year is not going to be sufficient this year. And if you want to be, um, if, if you don't want to become irrelevant, then you have to embrace change and you have to move forward with it. What's the one thing that held you back on your leadership journey? Fear. I mean, without a doubt, you know, there's been times the Lord has told me to step forward and go, and I've just, I've stood still. And I think the uh, the greatest obstacle even continues to be, you know, am I willing to continue to go forward and, and to move forward as, as directed? Um, I've been, I've been blessed. You know, the managers that I've had, different leaders that I've followed, um, I've, I've had some really good um, people to, to look at and to learn from. I've had great teachers. Uh, I've had people that have loved the Lord, that have taught me what it means to love the Lord in the business, in the business world. Um, so it's been, it's been great uh, along the way. So I've, I've, I've been led, and so now I'm just trying to execute on, on those facets um, that people did for me. What's the best advice you ever received? Enjoy each day because you don't know if it's your last day. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success as a leader? Hard work. What project are you currently working on that you want everybody to know, know about, that you're excited <laughs> about? You know, I don't know if there is a current project that I'm working on right now that, that I need to let everybody know about. You know, I think that... Um, I, I, would, I wouldn't tell you we're working on it. I'll tell you what we've been doing over the last six or seven weeks. We've been leading a group of 11 boys um, that were a group of all-stars out, our, our, out of our Little League 9, 10, 11-year-olds. And uh, they're playing in the state tournament this week. Uh, they've gotten farther than any team in our Little League has ever gotten. Uh, and it's just been a real exciting ride because, you know, when we look at leadership, you know, at least – today in my world, it's, it's usually in the business world, or it's usually through some type of uh, group through our church. Um, but to walk with these 10 and 11-year-old boys, 11 of them, um, just to watch them grow and to develop, to gain confidence, there's, there's no greater leadership that any of us could have than to pass it on to the next generation. Uh, and just to watch my son personally over the past six or seven weeks, to see his maturity uh, emotionally, physically, uh, it's just been, a, it's been really neat been really exciting. Recommend one book for our listeners. I would tell you the Bible. If, if I was going to tell anybody, that's there's more knowledge in the Bible that we can use in the business world, that we can use in our personal lives. Um, the more that we will ingrain ourselves in the Word on a daily basis, um, the better leaders we will be in our, in our walk with our families, in our walks with our businesses, and our walk with others. If you had to start over today, what would you do differently and why? You know, I'd go all the way back to college. And, and, I, and I'll, I'll say this. I don't believe, uh, you know, everything happens. You know, the Lord gives us free reign to make decisions. And we learn from the decisions that we make. And I wouldn't be here today talking to you today if I hadn't gone through everything I'd, I'd been through. So would I change anything? Not one thing. Um, but one thing, I'll phrase it this way, one thing that I will teach my kids 
uh, and spur my kids on is when you get to college, uh, I would encourage every individual that goes to college to, to go get an education uh, and, and, and major in something that you, you can specialize in. Because if you if you got a degree in a, in some type of specialty, then you know you always can fall back on something. And I think I think if you have that, then I think it's easier, uh, or maybe you feel more free to step out of bounds and maybe follow some dreams, uh, or possibly follow an opportunity. I think when I came through college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I never had anybody really spur me on in any one area of business. And I had opportunities early on out of, out of school, Mel and I both, that we could have moved to the East Coast. We could have moved to the West Coast. Um, we could have gone overseas and done a few things. And um, I think because I didn't really know what I wanted to do, I didn't know really what my job was going to be. When I got that first job, I, I didn't really know, you know if this was it. I didn't really have direction. I didn't have that vision that I spoke of. And uh, I think if I could have gone back and said, okay, I'm going to specialize, I'm going to be a finance major, and, and, uh, and I know that I'm going to be in the finance industry after college, that I could always fall back to that. And so when I had these opportunities to, to, to take a new job or take a new career, you know, it might have been easier for us to, to, to spur and go. I think one of the greatest uh, challenges that I've faced as a leader is that, again, there's been times that I've wanted to go and I felt led to go, but I've I've had that fear of what happens if it doesn't work, and I need to stay here because, you know, now I have a family, or now I have this, and uh, so I would just encourage all young leaders as you go, if you get the opportunity um, to to follow a dream or you see a vision and you think there's an opportunity there for for you to build and to grow. Um, as a uh, as a man or a woman uh, in your leadership, or just even in your career, uh, I would always tell people early on go because you can always come back. How can people connect with you? Literally, yes, they can. Uh, I don't do social media, so I'm not on Facebook. Uh, I, I do have a Facebook account, uh, but I check it once a year on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't do Twitter. Uh, I don't do any of the social media stuff. So uh, people could connect with me just via email, uh, matt.paul.g24x at statefarm.com. That's M-A-T-T dot P-A-U-L dot G is in girl, the number two, the number four, the letter X is an x-ray at statefarm.com. What's the one thing you want everyone listening to remember? If you will make a priority to serve your God, if you will serve Lord Jesus, make him your Lord and Savior, uh, make him the priority of your life before your wife, before your children, before your business, before anything that you're involved in, if we will daily uh, make it a point to say it's not about us and it's all about Christ, if we will make it a habit daily of saying, God, I surrender to you and I want to serve you today, I want to serve your kingdom today and I want to serve your people today. Um, if I can make that commitment daily and if others will follow me in making that commitment daily, then each one of us will become a better leader in every aspect of our life. Perfect. All right. Matt, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining me for Episode 6 of Leadership is Listening. 
I'm your host, Jeremy Meeks. And if you have any questions for me, you can reach me at jeremymeeks at icloud.com. Please check out my website, leadershipislistening.com. And I encourage you to lead with fearless passion today. Make it a great one and have a blessed day. Thank you.